0: Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 13th day of February and not only are you listening to the Bible, uh, you're listening to the Bible as I'm coming to you from the land of the Bible. What a joy and privilege it is to be here with you all from the Holy Land. The place where the most influential and controversial person in all of humanity walked and uh, that's a really big deal for me because i love the humanity of jesus i love the supernatural of jesus but his humanity is uh well it leaves me speechless there's (laughs) i'm a feelings girl uh there's not enough words to put into the feeling of uh being in the place where he fed his disciples where he walked on water and invited one who was doubting such as myself to join him. And we'll get into all of that later. I I could get lost in talking about Jesus at the front here, Uh, but we'll talk about where we've been and to all of that later on. For right now, we're here to read the Bible. So let's do that together. Today, we're reading Leviticus chapters one through four. We're starting a brand new book of the Bible, and it's going to start sounding like a lot of rules and regulations and ceremonies and if we get into it and you're like yeah why (laughs) then we should remember that these are god's chosen people and all of the offerings and the ceremonies and the laws they're serving a greater purpose and that is to remind the children of israel the people of israel of god's holiness there's a reason why something is a ritual it is performed continuously over and over and over again so that when you get to the date you automatically perform the ritual or the ceremony or the sacrifice so that it creates a routine and then you pass this down from generation to generation, they perform the ceremonies, they pass it down so that you don't forget because we so easily forget and even as great and as mighty as God is without intentional focus, intentional uh, ritual of praise in our own lives, how easily we will forget, how Quickly, we tend to not pass the remembering of his goodness down to generation to generation. So maybe that puts a little bit of perspective into the book of Leviticus. Let's dive in. Leviticus chapter one. This week, we're reading the new English translation. Then the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the meeting tent. Speak to the Israelites and tell them When someone among you presents an offering to the Lord, you must present your offering from the domesticated animals, either from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he must present it as a flawless male. He must present it at the entrance of the meeting tent for its acceptance before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. Then the one presenting the offering must slaughter the bull before the Lord, and the sons of Aaron, the priests, must present the blood and splash the blood against the sides of the altar, which is at the entrance of the meeting tent. Next, the one presenting the offering must skin the burn offering and cut it into parts, and the sons of Aaron, the priest, must put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Then the sons of Aaron, the priests, must arrange the parts with the head of the suit on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. Finally, the one presenting the offering must wash its entrails and its legs in water, and the priest must offer all of it up in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering is from the flock for a burnt offering from the sheep or the goats, he must present a flawless male and must slaughter it on the north side of the altar before the Lord, and the sons of Aaron, the priests, will splash its blood against the altar's sides. Next, the one presenting the offering must cut it into parts with its head and its soot, and the priest must arrange them on the wood that is in the fire on the altar. Then the one presenting the offering must wash the entrails and the legs in water, and the priest must present all of it and offer it up in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, he must present his offering from the turtle doves or from young pigeons. The priest must present it at the altar, pinch off its head, And offer the head up in smoke on the altar, and its blood must be drained out against the side of the altar. Then the priest must remove its entrails by cutting off its tail feathers, and throw them to the east side of the altar into the place of fatty ashes, and tear it open by its wings without dividing it into two parts. Finally, the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar, on the wood which is in the fire. It is a burnt offering, a gift, of a soothing aroma to the Lord. When a person presents a grain offering to the Lord, his offering must consist of choice wheat flour, and he must pour olive oil on it and put frankincense on it. Then he must bring it to the sons of Aaron, the priests, and the priest must scoop out from there a handful of its choice wheat flour and some of its olive oil in addition to all of its frankincense and the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offering belongs to Aaron and to his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. When you present an offering of grain baked in an oven, it must be made of choice wheat flour baked into unleavened loaves mixed with olive oil or unleavened wafers smeared with olive oil. If your offering is a grain offering made on the griddle, it must be a choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil, unleavened. Crumble it in pieces and pour olive oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your offering is a grain offering made in a pan, it must be made of choice wheat flour deep fried in olive oil. You must bring the grain offering that must be made from these to the Lord. Present it to the priest and he will bring it to the altar. Then the priest must take up from the grain offering its memorial portion and offer it up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offering belongs to Aaron and to his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. No grain offering which you present to the Lord can be made with yeast, for you must not offer up in smoke any yeast or honey as a gift to the Lord. You must present them to the Lord as an offering of first fruit, but they must not go up to the altar for a soothing aroma. Moreover, you must season every one of your grain offerings with salt. You must not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be missing from your grain offering. On every one of your grain offerings you must present salt. If you present a grain offering of first ripe grain to the Lord... You must present your grain offering of first ripe grain as soft kernels roasted in fire, crushed bits of fresh grain, and you must put olive oil on it and set frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. Then the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke, some of its crushed bits, some of its olive oil, in addition to all of its frankincense. It is a gift to the Lord. Now if his offering is a peace offering sacrifice, If he presents an offering from the herd, he must present before the Lord a flawless male or a female. He must lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance of the meeting tent. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, must splash the blood against the altar sides. Then the one presenting the offering must present a gift to the Lord from the peace offering sacrifice. He must remove the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that surrounds the entrails the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the sons of Aaron must offer it up in smoke on the altar atop the burnt offering that is on the wood, in the fire, as a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering for a peace offering, sacrifice to the Lord is from the flock, he must present a flawless male or female. If he presents a sheep as his offering, He must present it before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it before the meeting tent. And the sons of Aaron must splash its blood against the altar's sides. Then he must present a gift to the Lord from the peace offering sacrifice. He must remove all the fatty tail up to the end of the spine, the fat covering the entrails and all the fat on the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar as a food gift to the Lord. If his offering is a goat, he must present before the Lord, lay his hand on its head, and slaughter it before the meeting tent. And the sons of Aaron must splash its blood against the altar sides. Then he must present from it his offering as a gift to the Lord the fat which covers the entrails, and all the fat on the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the priest must offer them up in smoke on the altar as a food gift for a soothing aroma. All the fat belongs to the Lord. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all the places where you live. You must never eat any fat or any blood. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, When a person sins by straying unintentionally from any of the Lord's commandments, which must not be violated, and violates any one of them, if the high priest sins so that the people are guilty on account of the sin he has committed, he must present a flawless young bull to the Lord for a sin offering. He must bring the bull to the entrance of the meeting tent before the Lord, lay his hand on the head of the bull, and slaughter the bull before the Lord. Then that high priest must take some of the blood of the bull and bring it to the meeting tent. The priest must dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord toward the front of the special curtain of the sanctuary. The priest must put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense That is before the lord in the meeting tent and all the rest of the bull's blood he must pour out at the base of the altar of the burnt offering that is at the entrance of the meeting tent then he must take up all the fat from the sin offering bull the fat covering the entrails and all the fat surrounding the entrails the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews and the protruding lobe on the liver which he is to remove along with the kidneys just as it is taken from the ox of the peace-offering sacrifice, and the priest must offer them up in smoke on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull, all its flesh along with its head and its legs, its entrails and its dung, all the rest of the bull, he must bring outside the camp to a ceremonial clean place to the fatty ash pile. And he must burn it on a wood fire. It must be burned on the fatty ash pile. If the whole congregation of Israel strays unintentionally, and the matter is not noticed by the assembly, and they violate one of the Lord's commandments, which must not be violated, so they become guilty, the assembly must present a young bull for a sin offering when the sin they have committed becomes known. They must bring it before the meeting tent, The elders of the congregation must lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord, and someone must slaughter the bull before the Lord. Then the high priest must bring some of the blood to the bull to the meeting tent, and that priest must dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord toward the front of the curtain. He must put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord in the meeting tent. all the rest of the blood he must pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering that is at the entrance of the meeting tent then the priest must take all its fat and offer the fat up in smoke on the altar he must do with the rest of the bull just as he did with the bull of the sin offering this is what he must do with it so the priest will make atonement on their behalf and they will be forgiven He must bring the rest of the bull outside the camp and burn it just as he burned the first bull. It is the sin offering of the assembly. Whenever a leader, by straying unintentionally, sins and violates one of the commandments of the Lord his God, which must not be violated, and he pleads guilty or his sin that he committed is made known to him, he must bring a flawless male goat as his offering He must lay his hand on the head of the male goat and slaughter it in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest must take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and he must pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. Then the priest must offer all of its fat up in smoke on the altar like the fat of the peace offering sacrifice. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin and he will be forgiven. If an ordinary individual sins by straying unintentionally, when he violates one of the Lord's commandments, which must not be violated, and he pleads guilty, or his sin that he committed is made known to him, he must bring a flawless female goat as his offering for the sin that he committed. He must lay his hand on the head of the sin offering And slaughter the sin offering in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, then the priest must take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and he must pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all of its fat, just as fat was removed from the peace offering sacrifice, and the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar for a soothing aroma to the Lord. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf and he will be forgiven. But if he brings a sheep as his offering for a sin offering, he must bring a flawless female. He must lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it for a sin offering in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Then the priest must take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and he must pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar." Then the one who brought the offering must remove all its fat, just as the fat of the sheep is removed from the peace offering sacrifice. And the priest must offer them up in smoke on the altar on top of the other gifts for the Lord. So the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin, which he has committed, and he will be forgiven. Now, it's really easy to hear this and think, does God really like the aroma of burnt bull fat? (laughs) And I I can't answer that. I don't know, but I don't think that's the point. I think the point that we have to remember is that the sacrifices that we're hearing, the ceremonies, the rituals, these are acts of sacrifice in order to be forgiven by God. Is it specific? Yes. Is it tedious? Yes. Is that intentional? Yes. 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 We have to remember this at the very beginning and hold on to it all throughout this book Otherwise, we will get lost in the details. This is a people, a chosen people to be set apart by God to be his own. He will be their God. They will be his people. This is the first of its kind. And there is a very big covenant that has been made with a very big promise of a land of freedom Flowing with milk and honey that will be theirs. But with such a huge, I pause to use the word reward, but with what comes, a huge reward comes a great price, a great sacrifice. So these rituals, these ceremonies are to be a very routine rhythm of their life for a specific reason we must hold on to that and even though we're holding on to it it's it still might get lost on us and that's okay god can handle our our big questions and our small questions and especially if this is a first time through the bible for you i know it can be difficult to grasp all at once but stay present understand there is a greater story within this story that is playing out just like ours. So Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for the bigger story that we play out in our lives every single day, whether we can see the details and know what is happening. We don't always, and it brings a lot of questions and it brings a question of, Can we even trust you when it seems like you're not showing us what is going on and you're not speaking to us in plain language? Sometimes we just want plain language from you. But yet it all makes sense when it's supposed to. And so I thank you for those that are still learning to trust you, that we can lean into you a little bit more every day because you prove yourself trustworthy you are faithful and you love us and we thank you for that we pray this now all in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen today was another full day on the israeli pilgrimage we started this morning it is considered a one of three triangular uh, cities where Jesus performed many of his miracles. And so there's some very ancient ruins, one being uh, a temple or synagogue, just a really rugged but very cool place with uh, some gorgeous large trees. Uh, I, I talk about the trees a lot. I'm enamored by... Trees in general, but some of the trees here in Israel are just mesmerizing. Uh, So we left Khorizan and went to Dan and just took a lovely hike and stroll. There is just a mighty rushing stream uh, that flows in that wilderness area. It's loud and it's gushing and it's fast. It's pretty much unlike anything that we've witnessed yet because the Red Sea and the Dead Sea both were very calm and even uh, the River Jordan, it's not very wide in a lot of places that we have seen. It's, It's actually quite narrow where it runs until it opens up. I'm not sure what body of water you actually call that but it's surprisingly narrow but uh, the water that we experienced today was just uh, is like rapids and Brian led us a beautiful teaching and the problem at the end of these days is that by the time I'm recollecting my thoughts if I didn't write them down I don't remember all that, <laughs> that took place so I'm just giving you the touch points of the highlights uh, of the day from there we went to caesarea philippi a really really important teaching uh, one of two touch points for that location Uh, that is where jesus asked the disciples who do you say that i am and that is just a really uh, powerful teaching that Brian has done over the years. Really important question for us all to sit with. Who do we say that he is? And are our lives representing Christ? Ooh, I felt that. And then the second important touch point of that place is uh, this is where two different gods were worshiped uh, Molech and Pan. And it's it's just magnificent. It's um, well, the location is rock, and you climb, and then you see this cave, and you just don't know where it goes. It's a gigantic cave opening, and then you realize that this is where Jesus said, "Upon this rock is where I will build my church," and even the gates of hell cannot withstand it and just we just have these moments along the way where what really struck me in that teaching today was how many people go through a literal hell on earth in their own choices or choices that are beyond them and some people it's not one event it's many events and we can see people that have been through excruciating pain in their lives and say they have lived through hell and if jesus stood in a place where people were worshiping other gods lesser gods based on what those gods were potentially going to do for them and knowing that it was evil and it was idol worship and say this is the place where he would build his church And even the gates of hell cannot stand against it. And knowing that people go through literal hell on earth. And Jesus said, this is where he will build his church. Then that encourages me. I can get behind that. And I can think this is where the church of Christ can meet people. This is where the church, the body of Christ should meet people. So that was really just my own personal reflection of today and then from there we went to uh, one of my favorite lunch spots in the entire tour. uh, A Lebanese restaurant that has I'm naming it I'm awarding it the best falafel I have ever experienced. So that was lovely and then today we ended Oh, before we ended we Went back to the Golan Heights and went to an overlook and just prayed over that overlook because beyond that overlook was Syria and we know that they are in much turmoil currently and so we just took a step out from looking inward and went outward and stretched our hands and really prayed. And sat with a perspective that we're praying for them, not even being able to relate to what they're experiencing. And then we're going to go in the coffee shop and get hot coffee and go about our day. And then that's not to shame anyone for getting hot coffee at a coffee shop that offers hot coffee, but it is to put things into perspective, to consider how much we take for granted And then uh, we ended at just a beautiful spot with an overlook at Bethsaida. I think I'm saying that right, but with this little sleep, I'm going to just let it go for a second. (laughs) A place where Jesus performed the miracle of feeding the 4,000. And it was just ended with quiet and contemplation Uh, and then a drive back down the mountain and back to the hotel and that is day six seven I've lost count uh, in the wraps tomorrow we will be on the sea of Galilee and very much look forward to that I, I wanted to not like that spot so well because so many people say it's their favorite and you know I wanted to be this unique individual that Well, I'm not going to like what everybody else likes, but there is something so special about being in this boat out on the water. So I'm very much looking forward to that and sharing all of that with you. But for now, that's it. I have a bed that is waiting for me and I am going to go and sleep like I have never slept before, I hope. Uh, So we'll turn the page together tomorrow as our story in the Bible continues and we will turn the page tomorrow as the pilgrimage through the Holy Land continues as well. That's it for today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Dapsy family.
1: I called last year... um... I don't believe it's around this time, but I did call last year to ask for prayers for a trial that will be coming up this year. Um, And we're exactly one month out from me traveling from Canada to my country of birth um, for trial against um, the person who raped me when I was seven years old. So now that's like 31 years ago. I am going to be exactly like Jacob here and say, I am afraid Some people have even thought of making threats against myself and my family. But I believe wholeheartedly with every fiber of my being that this is where I am meant to go. This is what I'm meant to do. And so I am going in faith. And the Holy Spirit reminded me it's time to go to the family and ask for prayer. And so I'm asking you to pray for me as I head home to my country of birth to testify in court against this individual. I'm just asking for safety for myself and for my family that still lives in that country. I'm also asking for safety for my family here that will be traveling with me. I have two small children as well as my husband. I was just asking for the grace of God to go with us and for the will of God to be done. Not my will, but is. Um, And I am also just want to say to China, when she read about persons who were... um, and how this may be for them. I just want to say to you that you did a fantastic job. You were patient, you understood, you sat quietly, and you gave space for persons like myself to feel safe. And I want to say to you, you're doing a fantastic job. And Jill, man, this year is going to be a year. I am I'm leaning into it. Thank you all. And please pray for us as we make this journey as I pray for you as well.
2: Hi, everyone. It's Christy in Kentucky. I pray each of you are having a beautiful day today. Father, thank you for this opportunity to lift these, your children, to you, Father, in prayer. Lord, we ask that you give Brian and Jill and the rest of his family and crew and the members of DAB that are traveling to Israel a safe journey. Father, we ask for protection and for health and then for them to be able to acclimate to the new time zone there, Lord, quickly. Father, we ask that they just be amazed in walking the path that you walked while you were on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we are praying for Sarah today. Lord, her marriage is having issues, Lord Jesus, as her husband is battling with bipolar and depression. Father, we are asking you to touch and heal his mind, Father. Bring peace into this marriage and restoration, we pray. Adrian, my precious, precious sister, I always love to hear your voice as you pray for other people. And now today, we are lifting you up, Adrian, as you mourn the loss of Lou. May The Lord holds you closely and bring you that comfort that only He can bring. Faithful Mama, we are praying for you and your home. We are praying for Moses with the attachment issues that he's having, oh Lord. He's acting out in destructional ways. Father, we are asking that you bring him peace, Lord Jesus. Thank you that the doctor has found out that he has food allergies, Lord. And we are just asking that they find a way, Lord Jesus, to help this family so that they can have peace in their home. Diana in Florida, we are praying for your social media ministry. May it be for his glory always.
3: Hey, family. This is Kim from Kentucky. It's uh, Monday, February the 6th. And Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning on behalf of my sister, Andy, from Delaware, and her daughter. They are traveling today uh, seven hours north for an interview for PA graduate school. And I know how that is. Um, My son just started a job a month ago after taking about seven years for the journey to become a physician's assistant. But God, I'm in agreement with Andy, uh, asking for peace uh, during, uh, for her daughter for this interview, that your hand be upon her, that you give her the same good favor that you gave Joseph Uh, When he was in Potiphar's house and when he was in the prison, you were with him and you gave him favor. And I ask for your favor to be upon her daughter. That she just uh, speaks words of wisdom um, during the interview process that they see uh, your favor upon her and they choose her to be um, a part of this program. And Lord, we trust you. We trust your ways. You are good. And we, uh, we just want to follow you with whole hearts. And um, all this I ask in Jesus' name. And I also lift up um, Scott, uh, the 34-year-old son of Pam. My son is, will be 32 this year. And I just ask for peace and help for him as he goes through Uh, this surgical procedure that you be with him and may all go well. All this I ask in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus.
4: Amen. Heavenly Father, I just want to lift up uh, and remember those people that are in Turkey today that uh, underwent a really bad ordeal with the the earthquake. It was a 7.8. Um, and it's done a lot of damage. A lot of people died, hundreds I I understand from the news, but Lord, you know what? You know all things. You know why it happened, how it happened, and you know the purpose behind everything, because nothing happens without a purpose, without a reason. So Lord, i just give you uh, Turkey right now, and the people that are trapped, even right now as, as I pray, there are people trapped underground, under rubble, Uh, who need help who who are in pain lord i just pray right now father for your help lord because um you can see them all right now you know who needs help lord and i pray right now lord for your intervention i pray lord that your spirit will just move among these people bring ease where there needs to be ease and lord and I pray that your presence would be with those people who are suffering right now for the the families, oh Lord. Uh, We just give you praise. All the glory is yours, Father. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do and what you're about to do and what you're even doing now. In the name of Jesus, amen.